Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. The NFL regular season is only two days away. On Thursday, the Dallas Cowboys play regular season football versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I bet we are all excited about that. Thank you for joining me. If you are doing so through Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, please, as you come into the room, Please make sure you like that video, make sure you share it as well. We have a packed show tonight, and I will be giving you my power rankings. I will not be doing it number one through number 32. We will do just a top 15 look. Now, there are my power rankings, of course, only my opinion. I'm looking forward to you agreeing or disagreeing with me in the chat, and we will discuss whether or not the Cowboys have what it takes to be a top 10 team. We'll figure it out together. So thank you for joining me on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Make sure you share the show. And, well, I'm very excited about, about the show. I'm excited about the season. I'm excited about just about everything that you can be excited about. Of course, uh, the game day show was already announced by ADC Sports. We will have Skywalker Steel and Jesse Holly former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, live every game day with you on the pregame show, the halftime show, and of course, the postgame show. So thank you to all of you who are joining the show. Uh, John Jones over here in YouTube as well. So, and Asmodeus, of course. And well, now that more of us are here, let's get ready to start the show officially. But first, let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. So, Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live Sunday through Thursday here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way for the Cowboys 2021 season, which is only two days away. Well, let's get this started. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Marvel? Thank you for joining the show. Come on. Uh, hey, kid. As I was saying, we will win. He's dropping in his prediction right now saying that the Cowboys will beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night. Uh, Gilbert Morales-Gonzalez as well, thank you. D-Town saying, Mauricio, I'm trying to find where I can get a good Montado for Thursday night. So I tweeted it out for those of you who did not catch last ADC Sports Dallas primetime. We were talking about Mexican food that you can get for Thursday night, and that was my official suggestion. And I tweeted out a picture over at Mau NFL, M-A-U NFL. Go check that out whenever you get the chance. Uh, thank you, David, for joining the show. And of course, Stevie Mac, as always, reminding you to hit that like thingy and of course, share the show as well. So we have a power ranking for you. I have a power ranking pre prepared for you. And I'm looking forward to hearing your opinions on it and whether or not you think I'm missing a, a NFL, a, an NFL team in the top 15 or whether you think that I have a team ranked higher than it actually should be. But before we get into that, I was we, we need to talk about Dak Prescott's restructure because it was a small move, financially speaking, from the Dallas Cowboys, but it's still, it is still an important one. And whenever there is a restructuring in the NFL – I think that a lot of fans tend to think the wrong way about restructors. Remember that they are actually good for the players. And when it comes to a long-term contract like Dax, you just had to assume that it was already 
It was already foreseen that the Cowboys would be able to make any kind of move whenever they wanted to. And that's what we saw from Jerry Jones, actually, on 105.3 The Fan today. He talked about the restructure and he said, it was anticipated when we made the contract. It's part of the contract. Looking around the corner, looking at what you're going to need. That's what Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones said on 105.3 The Fan this morning. And it's, listen, I don't expect the Cowboys to go sign a, a big name free agent or anything like that. It just gives the Cowboys a little bit of flexibility as we head into the 2021 NFL season. And of course, remember that the carryover is a real thing. So any cap space that the Cowboys open up in 2020 and goes unused, they can carry over it to the 2022 season, which I think is a big reason behind the recent contract moves that the Cowboys have made around the team. Now, according to Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News, this move consists of turning $6.25 million of Dak's $9 million salary into a signing bonus. This would create $5 million in cap space for this year, but more importantly, it will add $3.75 million in net cap space for 2022. Remember, of course, that Dak Prescott has two voidable years at the end of his contract, which basically means that it's not a, like he has basically a six-year deal, which is not really a six-year deal. It's only a four-year deal, but it gives the Cowboys some room to move money around. So it's a small move financially. I don't expect anything to come out of it other than just the Cowboys having some extra flexibility as they head into the 2021 season. And more importantly, like Michael Gelkin cleared it up on Twitter about the future, 2022, in which the Cowboys do not have a lot of cap space. So it will be a tough year financially next season. And the Cowboys are getting ready for that. Thank you, Bruno, for being on the show. Uh, Jacob Trevino as well. Eliasad as well. Big thought, of course. And Jacob says, that's Gregory Money. Gallup gets the franchise tag. Connor Williams comes back on the cheap. Done. Let's go play football. Now about Michael Gallup, that's actually an interesting point. And we, I'm sure we will discuss after the season whether or not a franchise tag for Michael Gallup would be possible or feasible for the Dallas Cowboys. But Michael Gallup was asked about not playing with CeeDee Lamp and Amari Cooper beyond 2021. And he was asked specifically if the Cowboys wide receivers had talked about this at all. And Michael Gallup said that they hadn't, that they kind of have acknowledged it to, to themselves, that this might be their final season together as a unit. But he said that they are not talking about it because they still have a lot of football played, uh, a, a, a lot of football to be played together left, you know. So it was an interesting comment from Michael Gallup. And it, it's an awkward situation, I would imagine, being very, you know, very close teammates in a team that can actually go and contend to be a national champion, an NFL champion, of course. And, you know, there's, there has to be some kind of weird vibe maybe going on. I, I don't mean it in a negative way. I don't mean it in a way that actually affects the team. But it's an interesting situation for the three of them, being such a great unit like they are, one of the best wide receiver units in the entire NFL. Kid says silence the cannons, hashtag. Uh, what's up, David, as well over here. Stevie Mac, thank you. And, of course, well, those were basically the little news that we got today. A very slow day in terms of Cowboys news, even though we are only two days away from the NFL kickoff. 
The Cowboys once again talked about Zach Martin being potentially available for Thursday night. He will not travel with the team beforehand, but if he ends up clearing the COVID protocol, the Cowboys, again, do not sound confident that it will happen. But if it does happen, the Cowboys have a plan in place to get Zach Martin to Tampa in time for the NFL kickoff. And he, they, he would fly on Thursday. He would fly the same day if he ends up clearing the COVID protocol. I do not get your hopes up. I strongly believe that he will not be available. And as we discussed yesterday, it's not the end of the world for the Dallas Cowboys. Randy Gregory's price tag will rise considerably after the season bearing injuries is Asmodeus. And it looks, it's probably going to be the case when it comes to number 94. Uh, Tina says, City will kill it this year. And I'm really excited about City Lamps on the Cowboys 2021 offense because I agree with Tino first and foremost, but I'm really looking forward to watching him maybe take over over that wide receiver two role. That's what I think will happen. And we've heard about Michael Gallup playing more slot in the throughout training camp than usual and CeeDee Lamb playing more on the outside. So the Cowboys wide receivers might do a lot of rotations there and they might play in every position throughout the season, but someone's going to lead in each category, right? And I think that Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb will be your outside wide receivers mainly, and then you will get Michael Gallup more in the slot. And I think, as we said, that even though Amari's contract is very manageable and the Cowboys could get rid of him after this season, I, I think right now I would think that that's not what's going to happen at the end of the year. I think that the player who will end up elsewhere is Michael Gallup. I, I just feel like that's going to happen because I do strongly believe that Amari Cooper is still the best Cowboys wide receiver of, of the three, even though you know he's had these injury issues, but he's been able to play through them. And I think he's still separated from CeeDee Lamp and Amari Cooper to, to, to some some point, right? Sign Gregory midseason, says David, and the Cowboys might change their minds, but they said before the season that they will leave that until 22. But of course, if Randy Gregory starts playing lights out, they might change their mind. Of course, is if Randy is open to that. Well, let's get, how about we get into the Cowboys, into the NFL, excuse me, power rankings, because I think that this is a tough season to rank. This is a tough season to say, you know, this is the top five in the NFL. I really believe like it's not that easy because there are a lot of teams. I do think that the top four, in my opinion, the top four are, you know, separated from the rest of, of the teams. They're, they're in a tier of their own. And I will share with you first my top five. I will share it to you right out of the gate. And then we will go uh, place by place from 6 to 10, and then maybe we'll do 11 through 15. We will see, of course. However, I'm looking forward to your opinions. So please let me know what you think in the chat as we go forward through this season. So let's go with, well, before I, before I jump into the power rankings, I tweeted out a poll on Twitter asking my followers if they believe the Cowboys were a top 10 team. Now, I was a little bit surprised by the answers I expected a more balanced result, but 68% of the people voted yes, and only 32% voted no. So 68%, at least of my Cowboys followers, consider the Dallas Cowboys a top 10 team. Now, of course, 
most of my followers are Cowboys fans. So that there might be some some bias approach to this. However, I still found that interesting. I thought I, I was going to see a more balanced, close to 50-50% response in the chat. So I think, and I, a spoiler alert, I will show you my power rankings and spoiler alert because I see that uh, Edgar says, for example, I'd say 10. Spoiler alert, I my, my where I rank the Cowboys is, you know, right on that edge. So that might mean at nine inside the top 10, that might mean 10 or maybe outside of the top 10, but barely like 11 or 12. So expect a very close answer from my, from my part, at least on today's, on tonight's power rankings. So here they are. No, number one through five, because I truly believe that the Cowboys are not a top five team, of course. Uh, they're not there yet. They, they have a lot of upside, but they don't have enough a, a balanced enough team or maybe a complete team to be ranked in the top five, in my opinion. At number one, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, when you're picking between the Chiefs and the Bucks, it seems like a coin toss. It seems like how, you, how you're feeling in that moment. But I give the small edge to the Kansas City Chiefs over Tampa because in the NFL, there's nothing as important as your quarterback and your head coach. And I still believe that the strongest QB head coach duo in the NFL, is, it is still Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure a lot of people will argue with that. I think we can, we, can, we can agree on that. However, you might argue that the Bucs are a more balanced team with that complete defense that they have. But the Bucs, who I, who I have at number two, were a high-variance team. And we talked about this last night. They finished 32nd in variance, meaning that they are a very volatile team. So that's also why I pushed the box through to number two. I thought about leaving them at number three, but I didn't want to seem uh, like a hater maybe on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Nah, but for real, I have the Chiefs at number one and the Bucks at number two. Then at number three, Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are coming off a great year from Judge Allen. And I expect Judge Allen to continue tearing the league up like he did last season. But they are also a very balanced team. Their defense kind of took a step back last year from what we were seeing in 2019. But their roster is still very balanced, very complete. Sean McDermott has built something special in Buffalo over the past few years. And it's not only, it, it's not only the fact that Judge Allen had a great season last year that they look like the main contenders in the AFC versus the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not only because of Judge Allen's great year. It's also because they have a very complete roster. At number four, the Green Bay Packers. I thought last year that the Packers and that Aaron Rodgers were going to disappoint, and it ended up being the completely other way around. Aaron Rodgers had an MVP season. He really connected with Matt LaFleur, and that's where I think... uh, that's where I think the main change came, and that's why I'm not doubting them again as we head into the 2021 season. I thought that LaFleur and Rodgers were not going to connect before last season, and now I know that they have. They might have some differences, and Rodgers might have some drama with the front office, but do not expect that to really impact the, the Packers' win-loss record or their contention for a Super Bowl. So in my opinion, the Packers are still a top-five team, at at number five, I have the Baltimore Ravens. 
Now, it will be close between the Ravens and the Browns, but I'm leaning toward the Ravens because of maybe postseason experience, but more than anything, they have been a very dominant team throughout the last couple of years. Now, I think that this stat will surprise a lot of you because it surprised me at least, but the Ravens finished 2020. And if you go back a couple of years, no team in the NFL has a better point differential than the Ravens. I was very surprised about that, but it is true. And I expect the Baltimore Ravens to be crowned champions in the AFC North. But it will be close between them and the Cleveland Browns. And watch out for the Steelers that I know they might be getting overlooked. But right now, I'm staying with the Ravens at number five. Over here, we have um, Tino talking about the Cowboys wide receivers. Coop is the best route runner, but CD high points the ball and has better hands I like Coop a lot. Also, just really excited about CD this year. Jack Meeker says we are all objective fans, right? Uh, I'd put it out. I'd put just out of the top five named on off-season moves, says Jack Meeker over in YouTube. Let's go, Cowboys. We have Patricia joining the show on Facebook. And, of course, Bruno saying, if the band stays healthy, I will trust him more than the Ravens. So there you go. Now, let's do number six through number 10 here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Now, before I do that, where would you rank the, uh, and I would like to see this answer as we go through, through the rankings, but where would you rank the Dallas Cowboys if you were to rank them in, in, among NFL teams? I think we can all agree that outside the top five, but where would you rank the Dallas Cowboys? And I'm looking forward to your answers. I don't have them at number six. I don't have them at number six. Spoiler alert, because as, as I just said, I think the AFC North will be very close. And I have the Cleveland Browns at number six in my NFL power rankings. Listen, this team, the only reason some people are still doubting Cleveland is because of their name and their history. The Cleveland Browns are a tough team in 2021 and they are legit Super Bowl contenders even though it is very weird to hear that and listen to that and accept that as a fact when we have been used to talking about the, the, the Browns not as top five contenders or top six contenders but as a top five draft pick or a top six draft pick so it's been a weird change for the Cleveland Browns franchise but they have a good thing going over at Cleveland and I like what Kevin Stefanski has brought to the table. Now, uh, David says he would rank the Cowboys at number 10. Bruno would rank them at number 8, number 10, Timothy. And Asmodeo says 9. Stevie Max going to stay with 9. And, of course, uh, I think everyone agrees that, you know, everyone agrees more or less with being close to number 10. At number seven, in my power rankings, I have the LA Rams. This might seem high for some people and low for others because I've found that the expectations on the Rams are very, very varied. I think that the one reason why you would doubt the, the LA Rams would be how Matthew Stafford is going to perform in his first year making this transition. But here's how I feel about this. I think that Stafford's transition is going to go very smoothly. I think Sean McVay will figure that out. And I think this is one of the most talented teams in the NFL. However, there's one thing playing against the Rams, and it's a very tough division. You could rank 
the NFC West, seven through nine, for example, in these power rankings, because they are filled with talent over at that division. And in my opinion, it is the best division in the entire NFL. And speaking of that, over at number eight, I have the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers, in my opinion, are have the potential to be division champions in the NFC West and have the potential to be one of the best teams in the entire NFL and a legit Super Bowl contender as well. You can hate on Jimmy G all you want, and we can talk about Jimmy G not being an elite quarterback because I strongly believe that he is not an elite quarterback. But, but, but Cal Shanahan, Cal Shanahan re has really made his, his Jimmy G's offenses work a lot. And I know a lot of people will disagree, and already we have some, some disagreement. Uh, Dallas Junk says Niners overrated. Kamar does not only disagree with the Niners, but he says that this list is terrible. And this is what I was looking forward to the most, agreeing and disagreeing. Uh, Ravens definitely aren't five, but okay, says Kamar. Uh, Cowboys over at number nine, says Jimmy, regarding the question on where you would rank the Dallas Cowboys. But I think that, listen, you know how we as Cowboys followers have seen up close what it is like to lose a lot of starters and a lot of players, important players, due to injury. Well, there was this great statistic from Pro Football Focus. Uh, th th there is this, this great... And don't worry, Kamar. <laughs> we can react Kamar saying, okay, I wouldn't say terrible. My bad. <laughs> Thank you, Kamar, of course. But no, seriously, this is what I was looking forward to the most. And at the beginning of the show, I said it. I, I'm looking forward to seeing where you agree and where you disagree. This is why sports are so, so great. But for real... Uh, the 49ers, I think that they might be getting a little bit overlooked. They are, with, with Jimmy G healthy, and I know that is a big if to assume that Jimmy G will remain healthy throughout 17 games. But if he does, Cal Shanahan is going to have an efficient offense because that's the only thing that has happened in San Francisco with a healthy Jimmy G. When the 49ers have struggled, it's been because Jimmy Garoppolo has been injured. And he's been injured a lot, so that is why. But in 2020, for example, there was this great pro football focus stat that measured wins lost, expected wins lost. Well, it was, I don't remember the exact definition of the stat, but it measured how games, how much, how many games the teams lost because of injuries in, in comparison with the ones that they were expected to win before the season. So it was kind of like a, a wins above replacement, but adjusted for games lost to injury. And the study went back to 2012. And at number one, with most games lost because of injuries, there you had the 2020 49ers and the 2020 Dallas Cowboys at number two. And I think we will see that, and we will see the 49ers bounce back from those injuries in 2021. They lose a lot of talent. They lose some talent uh, at wide receiver.
will not. On Thursday night, you will have Skywalker Steel and Jesse Holly here on ADC Sports Dallas. You, you will have... Um, so I, I think there, there, there was an issue with the internet. Let me... Let me try to figure this out because I thought um, I thought some of you had uh, problems over there, and I don't know if it was on I, on my end, but it looks like we are back. So thanks, TV Mac, for for the update, and I'm sorry about that. Not entirely sure what happened. Uh, I'm a Steelers fan, on by, by the way, says Kamar, and well, I have some good thoughts about the Steelers, by the way. So maybe stick around for that if you want to. So while I froze. I was answering Dallas over here in the chat. I will not be streaming on Thursday. It will be Skywalker Steel and Jesse Holly, former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. So be sure to be on the lookout for that because they will be streaming pre-game, halftime, and post-game. And that will be going on throughout the entire off, uh, season, by the way. Ravens rank too high. Running quarterbacks have a few breakout seasons until opposing defenses figure it out. Don't, don't trust Jackson as a passer, says, you know, the deal. And I think that most people who are uh, not anti-Ravens, but people who are low on the Ravens, uh, on the Ravens that might be the main issue, the, the fact that they have a running quarterback. And I fully understand that. So over at number nine, I have the Seattle Seahawks. And I realize that I'm higher on the Seahawks than, than, than a lot of people. And they have some very bad units, including at cornerback, but to me, the Seahawks are still a team that has Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson, in my opinion, is the second best quarterback in the league, only behind Patrick Mahomes. And he has never missed the playoffs in his entire career. So I expect him to be there. Now, I was between two teams to rank at number 10. At number 10... I was struggling to choose between two teams. One possibility are the Dallas Cowboys for me. There are not a lot of teams left that I would rank below the, above the Dallas Cowboys. And the other team that I'm struggling to rank at number 10, and yeah, as D-Town is saying, uh, NFC West 7, 8, and 9, I kind of spoil it for you uh, when I talked about the Rams, but it doesn't matter. I kind of spoiled that it was going to be 7, 8, 9, the entire NFC West. I really trust this division. Wow, Fernando nailed it. The other team that I was thinking about rivaling the Dallas Cowboys for number 10 were the Tennessee Titans. So to round out my power rankings, my top 10, I was between... I, I, I was between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tennessee Titans at number 10. Those are the two teams. And I think they have some similar stories. The Tennessee Titans lost some talent in the offseason, but they, of course, added Julio Jones. If they had not signed Julio Jones, they might be ranked a little bit lower. But since Ryan Tannehill joined Tennessee, he's been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league. And they have a lot of good players you they have aj brown you have uh julie jones and listen the thing that concerns me the most about tennessee is you get into the red zone they, they get into the red zone and as a defense what can you do who are you going to put your attention on is it going to be on aj brown is it going to be on julio is it going to be on derrick henry pounding the rock so it is a tough team to beat 
Now, on the other hand, you have the Dallas Cowboys, who will have, in my opinion, an average defense. And I was talking about this on Twitter this morning because there were some takes in the timeline saying that the Cowboys were going to have a good defense by, by midseason. And I don't agree with that. I, I'm low on the Cowboys defense, even though they brought in a lot of players, including Michael Parsons, even though you have uh, Dan Quinn. There's only, you cannot rebuild a defense from, from week 17 of last season to week one, in my opinion. It will take some time. I think that the Cowboys defense might hit average, but I don't, I don't expect them to be good. I might be a little bit lower than most on the Cowboys defense, but I, I don't see them as a top 15 unit, for example, at all. I think they might break into the top 20, but I'm not high on the Cowboys defense right now. But on the other side, you might have one of the best offenses in the NFL. I do think that the Cowboys could finish top three when it comes to offense. So I, I have New Orleans on my top 15. Bruno is asking about the Saints. I cannot put them in my top 10 because of a quarterback transition, even though James Winston has been looking good. You know, you will not have Michael Thomas for six weeks because he was placed on pop. So I cannot put the Saints there just yet. Now, Niners were the most injured team in the league last year, says Tino. Exactly. And that's why I have them in my number 10, in my top 10, excuse me. Uh, I'm sure Vegas has the Steelers ranked over the Cowboys right now too, says D-Town. I, I have looked at the win totals a few times, but I have not done so recently. So you might have a point there, D-Town. Saints going to be doo says uh, Kamar, saying they're not even top 15. I do have them in my top 15. I am higher on two teams than most, and we will get into that as well. So as I pondered this debate in my head, Cowboys versus Titans, who to rank at number 10, I ended up settling for the Tennessee Titans. And listen, it was close. It was close, but I, I gave the Titans an edge because of the fact that they've been there recently and they have been a playoff team recently. And I think that experience is quite valuable. Mike Brabble has led his team to the playoffs more than once. So... I, I will say that it, it was a very close call, and I have the Cowboys at number 11, though, and we will get into that as well. Uh, Titans at number 10, I can dig that, says Kamar. And also, shout out to the adcsports.com crowd, because, well, as you all know, ADC Sports was born in Nashville, actually. So, shout out to ADC Sports. So, anyway, moving on to the, to the top 15, and since you already know who I have at number 11, I will show you... The top, the top, the 11 through 15, right out of the gate. So here you go. This is how I fill out my top 15. I have the Cowboys at number 11, the Chargers at number 12, the Steelers. I'm higher on the Steelers than, than most, and I will get into that. The Saints and the Cardinals. I think that the Cowboys are a top 11 team in the NFL because of their offense alone. This might be one of the best units in the entire league. They are playing in a weak division, so they might, listen, they might end up 5-1 and one in the division or 4-2. and two. I don't see them going any lower than 4-2 and two in the division. Of course, barring any injury to, for example, uh, Dak Prescott, of course. Chargers, says uh, Dallas John, whoa, Chargers. And I've seen a lot of power rankings that have the Chargers above the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm, I have been surprised about that. And I think it's because of 
Justin Herbert's impressive rookie season. But when you do go take a look at the numbers, Herbert Herbert was was good as a rookie and he ended up winning the rookie of the year award, but he was not as good as Russell Wilson was as a rookie, as Dak Prescott was as a rookie in 2016. Justin Herbert, at least statistically speaking, from a DVOA point of view, efficiency, it, it isn't a great, it, it wasn't a great rookie season. It was just a good rookie season. And he was the best rookie quarterback in a league year in which was in which Joe Burrow was expected to end up winning that award. And I think that that might have led to some overranking or overrating the LA Chargers. But I had to leave them at number 12 because I think that they have a somewhat complete roster. But watch out for the Broncos in that division as well. They don't have a quarterback, which is the reason why they did not make my top 15. Uh, I don't like the Teddy Bridgewater slash Drew Locke situation, but I, the Broncos have a better roster overall than the Chargers, in my opinion. But having Justin Herbert in instead of, you know, uh, Locke or Bridgewater, it's, an, it's enough difference for me to put them uh, above the above the Broncos. Now, Steelers at number 13. And I will, I, I will um, take advantage of this situation to ask you, which NFL team do you think, do you believe, is being overrated by most NFL fans? That is my question for me to you, and I'm looking forward to your answers in the chat. Which NFL team do you believe is being underrated by most fans? And to me, it's the Steelers, who I have at number 13. Here's the reason why. I'm very concerned about the Steelers offensive line. I thought they messed up their first round draft pick, even though I like Najee Harris a lot, and I think he's going to be a great running back. I would have liked the Steelers to go draft an offensive lineman because I think that's going to be very important. The question with the Steelers for the past maybe couple of years has been probably who is the next wide receiver one. After Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh, who was going to take over wide receiver one? For a for a small period of time, we thought it was going to be Juju Smith-Schuster, but I think that he has not shown that ability yet. And I think that in 2021, the guy that's going to end up stepping up is, go- is going to be Chase Claypool. I don't expect Big Ben to have a great year numerically, but I think that he can keep this offense going, and I think that Mike Tomlin will find a way to do so as well. And I, I'm expecting the Steelers to be in the conversation for a wildcard spot. I don't see them winning the division at all. The Ravens and the Browns, they're just too good. But you might see three AFC North teams in the NFL playoffs, in my opinion. So Steelers O-line is bottom three, says Dallas Young. Uh, Underrated over here, we have uh, D-Town saying, Broncos, they'll be good this year. Rams are underrated too. And And I think that we will see the Rams in both questions because I will also ask you who do you think is overrated but I, and I think some people will answer the Rams and I, in my opinion they are not overrated but but I think some people do believe that the Buccaneers are overrated says D-Town uh, we have over here Charlie in Twitter thank you Charlie for joining us through Twitter uh, now it doesn't make sense to put the 49ers in top and not the Cowboys defense in Jimmy G says uh, Charlie uh, well you know I don't, I don't know what it meant, uh, what the defense equals Jimmy G meant. I don't know what, what that meant. Oh, oh, Charlie says, I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm reading this right, but I think that Charlie means 
that the Cowboys' defensive issue is the same as the 49ers' Jimmy G issue. And I, I, don't, I, think, I don't think that's the case. As I was saying, with Cal Shanahan, I don't think Jimmy G is great, but, but, but with Cal Shanahan, he's led one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL when he's been healthy. So I, under, I understand our feelings regarding Garoppolo as a quarterback, but I don't, I don't think you can compare that to the, to the Cowboys' issue on defense. They, they were one of the worst defenses in NFL history last season, and we have a lot of changes coming the Cowboys' way, but, you know, there's, there's still a lot of young players that are going to be playing. I don't know. I, I, will, I will disagree with that, but I think it's close. You might argue that the Cowboys versus the 49ers head-to-head, it, it, it's a close situation. Kamar says that the 49ers and the Chargers are underrated. We have uh, Claypool saying, Kamar, uh, regarding the, the Steelers wide receiver one situation. Isn't TJ Watt holding out, says Dallas Junk? Well, more than anything, probably that will be an issue. But I think TJ Watt will be ready for the regular season. All we got to do is stop Lamar like we did last year and we'll win, plus our defense better. Listen, the Steelers' defense is legit. They have a lot of good players. And, and we talk about TJ Watt and we talk about Minka Fitzpatrick, but it's a very complete unit. And I loved the Steelers' move when they went and got Joe Schobert at linebacker. And I thought it was bold of them to give him Mike responsibilities. And, you know, he's going to be the captain, basically, of that defense. And I thought that was bold, but I, but I like that. Steelers are, are playing with fire with Watt's contract to Stevie Mac. And even though I agree, I, I strongly believe that it will be a point. We, we will come at a point in which TJ Watt just signs a contract extension and he remains a Steeler for a long time. I don't see TJ Watt playing elsewhere. So back to the top 15. I have the Saints at number 14. And, you know, you, you just hate the fact that Drew Brees is not there anymore. But Drew Brees, you know, Drew Brees' 2020 season was early familiar to what we saw from Peyton Manning in 2013. You know, Peyton played in the Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl, but he was not playing great football. And I think it was not exactly the same, but it was somewhat similar. And I think that the Saints still have a very complete roster, even without Drew Brees and even without Michael Thomas. I think that Michael Thomas not being there is going to hurt the team, but he will be back midseason. And this Saints team can go ahead and beat the Panthers, in my opinion. They can go ahead and beat the and beat the Falcons. They can keep it close versus Tampa, in my opinion. Sean Payton is a great coach, one of the best in the NFL. So I just expect the Saints, if James Winston, if James Winston finds a way to just not be a turnover machine like he was in Tampa, this Saints team might might go might be a little bit underrated. I, I see the Saints being a potential wildcard team if Jameis Winston goes out and, and plays well, well uh, great football, excuse me. Now, I have a little bit of an issue ranking the Cardinals at number 15. Uh, my power rankings are a mix of where I think the, the team's talent, the talents are and what their situation is. Now, the Cardinals... 
might be everyone's dark horse. And every article that you open regarding potential dark horses in the 2021 NFL season, you will see the Cardinals there because they have been able to build a very solid roster. And you have, of course, uh, J.J. Watt coming in to fix that defensive line, even though, you know, they're missing some players as well. You have DeAndre Hopkins playing with Kyler Murray. You're, you're hoping that Kyler Murray goes and have his best year now that he is healthy because you might make an argument that the Cardinals offense saw its drop-off after Kyler Murray's injury in 2020. You might be able to make that argument, but they're still playing in the NFC West, and I don't see them beating Seahawks. I don't see them beating the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Rams, and that is why I have them at number 15, but I could have them ranked lower because of their situation on their division. And now on the outside looking in, I left off the Colts, Miami Dolphins, the Washington football team, New England, and the Denver Broncos. Now, another question from me to you would be, who do you think is being overrated? We already talked about underrated teams. Which NFL team do you believe is being overrated the other way around? And I think maybe we could talk about the Cardinals. We could talk about a lot of teams but I will say this. I think that the New England Patriots are being a little bit overrated. I'm very excited about Mac Jones. I think he'll have a good career in the NFL, and he's in a good situation. He's being coached by none other than Bill Belichick. But usually, rookie quarterbacks are going to be close to average. And I don't think that the Patriots have a good enough roster to, to, uh, to allow Mac Jones to make the NFL playoffs. And I think that the Dolphins have a very complete roster, so I think they will be second in their division. I will say that the, the Pats are being a little bit overrated thanks to the Mac Jones storyline. Uh, pick, pick six Winston, says Tino. That might change with, with, James, uh, with Sean Payton. I hope it does. Because I would, I would enjoy watching James Winston play well with the, with the Saints. I would enjoy that. Dallas Young saying Browns are overrated. Uh, San Francisco overrated, says D-Town. So you could, see, you, you could see a lot of these teams being overrated. David also saying that the Browns are overrated. Now, for those of you who are just joining the show, here's what my top 10 looks like. And I have the Browns at number six. I don't think the Browns are being overrated. I think they are legit because they've been able to sustain success in the offensive line and the defensive line. And I love, I love the Jadavon Clowney signing. I know Clowney has been a disappointment when you compared, when you talked about his expectations coming into the league. But he's still a very good pass rusher, in my opinion. He still can, he can still rush the passer, even though he's not the guy we thought he was coming out of South Carolina as the number one overall pick for the Houston Texans. Even, even though that is the case, I think that he, he's still a very good pass rusher and he will enjoy the benefits of playing opposite of Miles Garrett over at Cleveland. So these are my power rankings. Now, unfortunately, the team that is ranked at number two will play the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night. And tomorrow, we will talk about the point spread. We will talk about final predictions for the game on Thursday. And on Thursday, you will be able to watch Game Day Live with Skywalker Steele and, of course, Jesse Holly, former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. Fernando asking, uh, asking Aaron Rodgers last year at Green Bay, where you think he would go after? Now, 
the, the most common answer you will get is the Denver Broncos. And I understand why. It just, it makes a lot of sense to see Aaron Rodgers with the Broncos. Now, I have a little bit of a hot take regarding a potential Aaron Rodgers destination in 2022. Now, you can talk about salary cap issues. You can discuss that all you want. But I think that a potential landing spot for, for Aaron Rodgers in 22 could be, and I, I, I realize that this is a hot take, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, I know about the cap issues. I know about all of that. But I think that the Steelers have a solid roster, and I think they will not be in a position to draft a top quarterback in 2020 in 2022 so they might be able to you know if big ben retires to go get him now i don't know that's maybe my my opinion tighten up says devin we have devin over here excited about the titans being in the top 10 i struggled with the tennessee titans and the dallas cowboys but i think putting them above the cowboys was the right call to make uh thank you d-town for your comment and of course for the donation Honestly, the only teams I would put on top of the rankings right now is the Chiefs and Green Bay. All the other teams could pretty much go either way. Thank you for your donation, D-Town. Pittsburgh makes a lot of sense for Rodgers, actually. And I think we have not heard about this a lot. So I, I don't like having that hot take. I don't like the fact that it is a hot take because I think that people should talk about the Steelers being a potential landing spot quite a bit more. Of course, you need Big Ben to retire for, for that to happen. And I think he retires after 2021. But with that guy, you never know. We, we, we have felt Big Ben's retirement close for a long time, and he, it still has not happened. Seattle might be overrated. Their defense looked bad last year too, and they don't have a running back they can rely on. Plus their cornerback room is one of the worst units in the NFL, in my opinion. The, the Seattle Seahawks are bad at cornerback. That, that is a big issue for them. Plus, they have some offensive line issues, some injuries that they have been dealing with. So we'll see how it goes for the Seahawks. But I, I, if there's one team that I'm not entirely sure about in my top 10, I would say it's the Seattle Seahawks. Maybe I, I rank them too high. So it was a, a good comment, in my opinion, from, from uh, uh, who was it? Uh, D-Town. So Dallas Young says, please know I hate the Steelers. And I understand a lot of Cowboys fans will feel that way, but I, I, I will kind of, I would kind of enjoy Big Ben playing for Pittsburgh. I think that would be, so, sorry, Aaron Rodgers playing for Pittsburgh. I think that would be a fun destination for him. But anyways, guys, that will be all for me tonight. Thank you all for joining me here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm very excited about doing this show Sunday through Thursday. Of course, this Thursday I will not be joining you because of the game, but we will be seeing each other tomorrow night on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. And for more Cowboys content, head over to adcsports.com slash Dallas. We have some very interesting articles out there. I wrote one today on Blake Jarwin. We talked about Blake Jarwin last night here on Primetime, but I talked about why I think he can be an X-factor to beating the Tampa Bay Bucks. Shane Carter had a great article as well at talking about where Dallas Cowboys can attack the Buccaneers. And he also mentions the tight end situation for Tampa, but he also makes some other interesting points. And if you want to read up on the Cowboys' current 53-man roster, we have an article 
on that as well. So make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys and Mavericks content. Oh, Harnox. Harnox is going to be on. It's a season finale. Well, I will let you off the hook. Enjoy Harnox. I had forgotten all about that. So thank you all for your comments. I appreciate you being here in the show. I will see you all tomorrow night here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you very much and enjoy your Tuesday night.